Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This episode of the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and betterline.ag. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetterLine remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And now, another episode of the Fantasy Underdogs podcast. <laughs> And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and also betonline.ag. I apologize once again for the Count Dracula promo that we cut yesterday for Sunday's show. I didn't record a new one, so I just played that one again. Don't worry. <laughs> There'll be a new one on Thursday. How's everybody going? That was masterfully done. We had to enjoy that one more time. It was... I was it, I, I was straight faced through it, and then at the very end with the laugh, I was like, I can't. I, can't, I, can't. I was thinking of a combination of Count Chocula plus the Count from uh, from Sesame Street. So if those two had a baby, it would be that one. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, happy Monday, everybody. How was your fantasy and Sunday yesterday for week eight? It was Halloween. I hope everybody has safe and awesome Halloween. I know I, I did. I think I'm sick now from being around a ton of children, so... <laughs> Hope everyone uh, had a great day yesterday. I'm um, about to hit you with all the puns. A mixed bag, <laughs> if you will. Lots lots of good candy, lots of fun trick-or-treating, and terrible fantasy news, which I'm sure we're going to get into. And that voice you're hearing right now is John Dugas. John, uh, you were the host of the – I forgot the, the name of the show before we came on the air. I'm sorry, man. Can you plug your show? No, absolutely, man. I, uh, I'm doing the uh, John's Big Board podcast. Uh, it's fantasy football-centric uh, podcast weekly. Basically, uh, you know, just give you some, some guys at each position that I like and dislike. It's a lot of uh, very similar to Matthew Berry's love-hate 
um, that he's done with ESPN for many years. And, um, yeah, I mean, just kind of extrapolate some of that, talk about it, and, um, you know, go over all the matchups each week. And, yeah, man, having a lot of fun with that. Awesome. And Sam Cardona from The Girl Who Talks Sports joins us once again, of course, Sporting Jordy. What's going on, ladies? How was your Halloween yesterday? It was good. Eagles won. They looked great. <laughs> Everything was great there. But fantasy-wise, I lost both leagues, and I lost Eric Henry. Sports betting-wise, it was the wildest day ever. I picked everything wrong. So <laughs> it was a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, fantasy-wise for me, I'm actually going up against Kaylee this week in our league. And um, I'm winning right now, but she has Tyreek Hill tonight, and I have no one. Okay. So I'm going to think wow. that I'm going to lose. How much uh, are you up by? Two points. Oh, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was so excited. I thought she didn't have anyone else. And I was like, oh, my God, I won. I feel, I feel your pain, pain, Sam, because I'm going up against somebody that has Travis Kelsey, and I'm, I'm up by, like, a point. So I'm like, okay. So he gets one reception, and I'm done. Great. Yeah, literally. Yay! Two yeah. two losses in a row in a row for me. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. So oh so fantasy God. wise, not great. Halloween wise, just kind of chill, watch football, yeah. ate candy. Yeah. As usual. Okay. Well, let's go into week eight. Let's do a bit of a recap. Uh, let's start with some games that really just kind of shocked us to the system. The Jets, stunning. Everyone in the league, and I think even Mike White was stunned himself by throwing over 400 yards and having himself a day as the New York Jets beat the Cincinnati Bengals 34 to 31 yesterday. Uh, Robert, Coach Robert Soleil says, you know what? Anything's possible. Mike White could be our quarterback for the rest of the season, even if Zach Wilson comes back. Uh, guys, girls, what are your thoughts on the Jets just beating the – Beating the, the tails off the Bengals yesterday on Halloween. I mean, honestly, it was really a good game. And yesterday we were talking about how <clears throat> bad this was going to be. And it was just really great. They ran the Philly slash New York special, whatever you want to call it. Mike White was he I just heard the stat that he is the first Jets quarterback since 2000 to throw for over 400 yards. The that last person astounding. to do that was Vinny Testaverde. Good old Vinny Testaverde. Which is the most outrageous thing I've heard today. So Mike White, like why not keep him around? Especially if Thursday night he balls out again on Thursday Night Football. Why put Zach Wilson back in? Jordan, John, uh, did the the Bengals just have a hiccup this week or maybe the Jets have found their guy? I have a feeling that they, the Bengals thought this was going to be much easier than it was. And they kind of went into it like, all right, we're in this groove. Like, let's just go out there and do our thing. And then when they realized that the Jets with Mike White are somehow just the real deal, that (laughs) they they just didn't know how to catch up. And I think the craziest thing was just the – like faith that the Jets had in Mike White to do a trick play with your backup quarterback up against the best team in the AFC right now. Like I was like, what the heck is going on? I feel like it was all momentum and they just like got cooking and couldn't be stopped. And it it was great to watch. I was devastated for the Bengals because I love them and I kind of loved what they've been doing, but the Jets deserved that man. It's been a long time since they could just like 
really enjoy a great win. So it was it was interesting to watch, to say the it was, least. It was a fun game to watch. Yeah. I will say that. It was a fun game to watch. Yeah. John, what are your thoughts on the Jets pulling off this victory against the Bengals? So the victory itself was surprising, simply because the Jets, I think, statistically are the worst offense in the in football. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, nobody was expecting them to put up 34 points. And not like Cincinnati's defense or, you know, world burners by any means, but – you know, you'd, you'd be foolish to think that they're going to score that many points with a backup quarterback when their starter's not even that good. Um, so, you know, the question was, who's Mike White in the first place? So I did a little <laughs> homework on him. And uh, actually, you know, pretty solid Western Kentucky uh, standout. Looked, um, you know, his sophomore, or I beg your pardon, his uh, junior and senior years. Get this, more than 4,000 yards both seasons. And uh, combined, what do I have? 63 to 15 touchdown to interception ratio. So it's not like the guy, you know, he's, I mean, he's not an unknown. He was drafted in the fifth round. Just, you know, small school and, you know, gets bounced around. But I think, you know, based off the body of work, he's blown out anything that Zach Wilson did at BYU. So, you know, why not, uh, why not give him a shot? And, you know, who knows? It might be just a little bit more than lightning in a bottle. I would love to see this happen. This comes out in a short week. They're playing on Thursday night, and then we have another Mike White show again. And everybody, the world's on fire because the Jets may have found like a a franchise quarterback, a guy that's been in the league a few years now. Could you imagine? (laughs) After burning his second, no, that would be unreal. I know. I would be waiting for that NFL Films docuseries. (laughs) (laughs) But you gotta have Liev Schreiber to to narrate it, though. You can't. Yes. Yeah, Lee F. Schreiber's got to do the to to do the narration on that. Unreal. Okay. All right, the Chargers lost <laughs> yesterday to the New York uh, New England Patriots, twenty seven twenty four. What's going on with the Chargers, Jordan? Our, our boy Justin Herbert in the Chargers. What's going on with them? I genuinely don't know. And this was the first time that he has a team has beaten him, and then that has come back and beaten him a second time. That has never happened to him before. And we were all, I feel like we were all on the same page where we were confident. Like, yeah, they blew them out last year. He got blown out the week before they had this five. They were going to come back. They were going to be great. And they were in it. Like it was a back and forth game, but they just couldn't get it together to finish it out. And I want to say it's a fluke, but then you have, the week prior to their bye where they couldn't do anything on offense. And when your division is so up in the air right now, I think it's a really bad time to kind of be losing it like this. So I, I don't know what to expect from them. I'm hoping they can get it together. I don't think it's too late, but they're really pushing their limits right now. Yeah. I, I, I watched this game yesterday and it, it, it was a, one of those, wow, the Patriots look, Really good yet again. I mean, they really utilized the run game a lot with JJ Taylor again and Damian Harris. It was why is this happening in New York now? Like, why are New England now? Why are the Patriots suddenly starting to get a, a win streak going on? John, let me ask you, is is LA in trouble going forward, or are they just hitting a rough patch right now in, in the weeks to come? What what is going on with LA? I don't think they're in trouble yet because Denver's you know, they're, they're kind of on the schneid. Um, Kansas city isn't what we expected they were going to be. Nobody knows what the Raiders are going to be yet. So the whole division's in flux. I don't think that they're in trouble just yet. 
what I took away from this game is this seems like the Chargers MO for seasons on end. You know, they can look great on paper. They can be loaded on offense and that it just, you know, put out a dud, you know, in the most inopportune times. This is a game that I think that they were just out coached. They lost to Mac Jones who didn't even throw a touchdown. I mean, quarterback didn't score. So, I mean, what, what, what hopes do you have if you can't, if you can't outscore, you know, a team that, what, what was it? Um, sorry. Yeah. 218 yards out of Mac Jones. That's it. It's not, I mean, he's, he's managing the game. You got. Sounds you know, like a day Jalen Hurts had yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we won. I was going to say, I, I leave all the Jalen Hurts talk to, uh, to Jordan. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, this is a team, or I, I'm sorry, a game that I think got away from them. Um, I wouldn't panic, but they do need to write the ship because this division is ripe for the taking. Okay. Well, something happened yesterday that's going to affect a few fantasy folks, actually a lot of fantasy folks around the league. The King is human. He has fallen. (sighs) Derrick Henry is out for the rest of the season. A crushing blow not only to the Titans in real life, but also fantasy football managers across the USA. So I'm going to ask each of you, if you are a fantasy manager, is it time to panic because Derrick Henry is out? Probably until playoffs, but that's not going to matter anyways. But what are your options at running back? What can you do to possibly replace Derrick Henry at RB1 on your team? I went and I don't know if this is going to be a long-term. I don't know if I recommend this to anybody else yet, but this is what I did to try and recoup. I went and picked up Boston Scott. Because he was still available, and it seems like, especially without Miles Sanders now, and if the Eagles can continue, this is very up in the air because Eagles ran the ball like crazy this weekend, and it worked, and it was beautiful. Will they keep it up because they haven't really done that all season? I don't know. I don't know if this was a fluke. I don't know if they're going to be able to make it happen all season, but Boston Scott put up 18 points yesterday and no one is going to be able to replace Derrick Henry. But if the Eagles running backs can kind of share the ball as much as they did. And if Boston Scott can get touches, there's a very real chance he will be available in your uh, league because really no one expected him to be able to play or to play at all this season. So it's a good option potentially, but it could also be a huge bust. I don't know yet. Jordan, I didn't realize Jordan Howard was still in the league yesterday. Yeah, so, so he was he on our scored. practice squad. Yeah, he was on our practice squad. We actually promoted him this week, days before the game, and he was incredible. I want them to sign him now because running backs keep falling, and I'm like, keep them. We need them. Like, it was beautiful. Sam, we saw yesterday that, or today, that the Titans are, are going to sign uh, Adrian Peterson, going to be on the practice squad for about uh, like a day, and he's going to get promoted up to the squad. Is it wise to maybe pick up Adrian Peterson, old man Adrian Peterson, for maybe to fill, fill in for Derrick Henry, or should you maybe stay away and, and go after somebody else via the waiver wire or make a trade for a running back? I would say, I mean, if you really wanted to get ahead of the game, you could but i don't know this this is like adrian peterson is not spring chicken 
He really is a, a little bit of an older guy. Um, I saw today a meme of someone relating him to the old guy in the Squid Game show on Netflix, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. But um, yeah, I mean, you could, but I think that there are many young players out there that are going to be available. Um, I know earlier, before we were recording for the show, we were talking about James Conner and kind of like how he has been kind of put up these points every week and doing really well and he might be someone that's available uh so i i would say i mean you can but i don't know if i would really recommend that i feel like he's not gonna be also you can't just think like yes he was an mvp player like he was incredible but he's also older and like maybe he doesn't put up the fantasy points that he could so i i don't know he 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 seems a little on the maybe on the iffy side. side i got you yeah. John, you know, let's go instead of fantasy. How much of an impact does this really put on Tennessee right now? I mean, this is this was their guy. This was, this was their offense, and now your offense is gone for who knows how long. Could be six to eight, six to ten weeks. Could be in the playoffs. We don't know how much of an impact and what mm-hmm. does ten- mm-hmm. Tennessee really need to do to fill this void in, for going forward in the season to to really maintain their playoff push. Well, short answer: it's catastrophic. Because the entire offense runs, forgive the pun, runs through Derrick Henry. He is the identity of their offense. And, you know, I mean, I'm not just from a fantasy perspective, but, um, you know, as a Titans fan, you know, I watch him every Sunday. And you can tell that the loss of Arthur Smith has affected Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he's taken two steps back this season. He's not nearly as efficient. The decision-making is iffy. Um, turning the ball over at a more frequent rate. And the loss of Derrick Henry not only nullifies the success that you had in the run game, but most of the success that Tannehill enjoys comes from play action. And if you don't have the threat of Derrick Henry in the backfield, then there's no reason to stack the box. You can double team A.J. Brown or, and you know, maybe less so when Julio's actually on the field if he gets on the field. Um, this is damning to their offense. I mean, it's just, there's no two ways about it. As far as signing AP, I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, there's not really a whole lot of better options out there. Um, yeah, I mean, I I know there was some trade market, you know, rumors and such, but, um, you know, just on the short term, getting AP as a stopgap, it's not the worst thing in the world, but I don't think at his age, there's clearly no way that you're going to give him Derrick Henry production. There's no back in the league that can carry the ball 30 times a game, every game besides King Henry. AP's probably good for 10, maybe 15 touches a game. So I'd expect to see a lot more through Tannehill, a lot more of Jeremy McNichols, probably going to be, you know, more screen game, short passing game, trying to get, um, just move the ball efficiently, you know, in the way that um, they'll be missing with Henry. As we speak on this show live, I, I have people, <laughs> I, I hope they're joking, uh, sending me offers for Derrick Henry, but I know this guy's joking, offering me Hopkins and Gronk for Henry, so that's kind of a joke there. That's kind of funny. <laughs> that's Another, so mean. I know, that's like right? kicking someone when they're down. Well, the funny thing was I beat him yet. I beat him in fantasy this week without Derrick Henry, so he's he's kind of uh, salty about it. So it's <laughs> So another another well I wouldn't say star player I another starting uh, player went down and that was 
Well, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is out for the Jameis rest of the Jameis. year. Jameis. Yeah, whatever. Uh, the Bucks made sure he was not <laughs> going to so beat bad. them yesterday by injuring his ACL and MCL. By which, let me ask you three a question. Do you really think that was a horse collar tackle? I thought it was at first, but the more that I watched it over and over again, it was. It looks like he just pulled him down by the jersey. Thank you. Yeah, it was up by the shoulder. It was. Yeah. In, wasn't horse collar at all. But Jameis has really weak. I legs. definitely thought it was at first, though. It looked worse at first, and then I yeah. saw it the next day or like later, and I was like, oh. Yep. So impact yeah. of of Jameis Winston being out the rest of the year. Trevor Simeon came in and well beat the Buccaneers. Yesterday, and of course, <laughs> Saints have to football celebrate. Weird, man. What's up? <laughs> I said football was weird. Football was <laughs> very weird yesterday. Yesterday was the day of the backup quarterback just coming oh in and like shocking the world. That was all yesterday was. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe a third string quarterback. Now, obviously, Simeon's been in the league for a very long time. I didn't know he was even on the Saints. Comes in. And beats the Bucks, and the Bucks go and our Saints go celebrate in their locker room like they just won the Super Bowl. The last time you guys did that, yeah, it didn't help, end up well in the playoffs for you guys. And like Jameis is hobbling along and crutches in the locker room too, like he just so like he that just was the best video I've seen in so long. I'm, I now I really hate him. Like I used to like him, now I hate him. He but was like, jamming out on those crutches. I know. It makes me want. To have his le- other leg go down in a blaze of, of glory, but that's you know that's my personal opinion. So, <laughs> so if you're Sean Payton in the Saints, are you gonna stick with Trevor Simeon? Because that's pretty much all you got. Or are you gonna make it try and make a trade to bring somebody over to helm the rest of the way? Are the Saints in trouble the rest of the way? They have a pretty good defense, but offense. Are you really gonna trust Trevor Simeon? I am just so confused with the Saints because I expected like nothing from them when the season started just because they had to basically get rid of everyone that they didn't want to get rid of. They just had to because of money. And then I didn't know how Jameis was going to be. And then they came out hot and I was like, wow, they're the real deal. And then they kind of fizzled out and then they got good again. Now you lose Jameis Winston. You got Simeon. They could put in Taysom Hill. Sean Payton said he isn't naming a starter yet. I have a feeling they're going to go with Simeon, but I just don't know what to expect from the saints because I keep counting them out and then they keep sometimes looking good. So I want to say that they still have a chance, especially given the fact that the Panthers and the Falcons are duds, but um, I don't really know what to expect moving forward. They are five and two, a half game behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks yeah. have have the next week off, so they have time to heal. Joe, uh, John, Sam, what do you think about the Saints? Are they are they pretty much now can kind of control their own destiny going forward with Trevor at the helm, or are they are they going to have to mix it up with Trevor and also Taysom Hill at the quarterback spot? For me, I don't. I don't, don't do is, I, is, oh, I just don't want them to start Taysom Hill. I do not want them to start Taysom Hill. I think that that's dumb. I think that he is a great wildcat performer. Like I think he does very well when that's in the case. But when they when when Drew went down last year and they were like, "Yeah, Taysom's a starter," I was like, "Excuse me, like, are you serious right now?" So keep you know keep Taysom in the mix. But I would say honestly, I don't think Simeon's a bad quarterback. He's not an all star, amazing, incredible, but. I feel like he can he can get what needs to be done for the Saints. I don't know if they'll make it to the playoffs and win, but 
I guess he'll figure, you know, the, the, he, he can kind of do the rest of the regular I, season. I feel so much uncertainty in your voice right now. <laughs> I can just yeah, feel like I'm, I'm, yeah. in the opposite camp. I, I'm in the opposite camp. I think that, you know, the love affair with Taysom Hill and Sean Payton, you know, it's not. Wow, right in the middle Uh-oh. of the Oh, no. I think what John was going to say, I think the love affair between Sean Payton and Taysom Hill has soured and probably not good anymore. Probably that's what yeah. he was trying to say. Mm-hmm. I, listen, I'm going to take an unbiased assumption of this team going forward. Okay. They have a great defense, hands mm-hmm. down. Okay. They sh- they pretty much shut down Tom Brady and the Bucks yesterday. And for some reason, you know – Regular season Tampa Bay Bucks are, are just different than playoff Tampa Bay Bucks. And that's okay. You win the ones that matter. I think going forward with the Saints, though, it's really going to be interesting to see because you're going to have to really rely on the run game now. I and mean, it's I think bringing in Mark Ingram came at the right time, too, because yeah. now you have you have your two-headed monster back. You can bring in Taysom Hill once in a while to run that wildcat formation. So now Sean Payton really has almost more keys to his already offensive stable as it is because now okay i can really kind of mix this up a little bit because you don't really know what to expect with this trevor simeon you don't not not a saints trevor simeon we all saw him before when he was on those multiple teams but now he's got he's got a better coach he's got better offensive weapons and michael thomas is slated to come back probably in the next couple weeks even though he's on the pu the pup list so i'm a i'm a little I wouldn't be too concerned with the Saints, although, you know, I wish they would just, you know, keep losing and losing, losing after this this week. But they might be in a good spot to work, to make a playoff run. And if I was Tampa, I would really look at the trade deadline and be like, okay, we really need to plug in those holes that we have on, on our defense because you're going to keep facing quarterbacks that can carve you up, and that's what we saw. I mean, before Jameis went out, Jameis was doing that. And when you find a competent quarterback that can carve you up, the Bucks are going to be in trouble. And that's why they've had the win by, you know, f- scoring 30, 30 plus points per game. So, yeah, that's my unbiased approach about the Saints. I just can't get over how much of a hot mess express the entire AFC is. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's crazy. And like the NFC, I feel like it's a little bit more put together and like the saints do have a chance. Like the saints could still make it happen because I feel like there are like some locks in the NFC, but there's like the saints have a chance to sneak in there. The AFC on the other hand, it's just like all over the place and there's so much chaos. You have no idea. So I think that will also help in the saints favor, but it's going to be weird. I love chaos and I love weird though. Yeah, no, same. This season is so exciting just because there's been so many unpredictable things that I'm just sitting there and I'm like, like the Bengals. Who could have expected that quick of a turnaround from the Bengals? And then you get so excited and then they lose to the Jets backup quarterback. (laughs) Absolute, just straight up chaos. It's like, what the frick is happening to us right now? John, I know you were alluding to before you uh, had to briefly leave us about the relationship between Taysom Hill and Sean Payton. Now, were you going to say it's the honeymoon's over with them. Is that what you're kind of alluding to? Cause I kind of said, Hey, this is what no, no, actually I, it was just the opposite. I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, yeah, I know as much as I'd love to see it. Um, no, at the end of the day, 
you know, you don't pay Taysom Hill as much money as you're paying him to sit him on the bench again, um, especially with Jameis going down. Um, yeah. I think it's fair to say that last year when Taysom Hill took over for Drew Brees during, uh, you know, that little saga, he performed admirably. And um, now the offense isn't going to be as dynamic, but um, you can definitely agree that Alvin Kamara is going to benefit. Um, they should have Michael Thomas coming back within the next week or two. So that adds a different wrinkle. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't expect Trevor Simeon to be the starter for long because he's a third string quarterback for a reason. So I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning with, uh, if I had to guess, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when Taysom gets healthy, that he's going to be back. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the Monday night game. The giants versus the chiefs chiefs have been on a skid past couple of weeks going up against your giant, Sam. Let me hear your preview on tonight's Chiefs-Giants Monday night matchup. Well, what I think is going to happen is that it is going to be a lot closer of a game than people are expecting. However, I know the Chiefs are on a bit of a decline right now and things aren't the best, but they are still the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm not writing them off quite yet. And I know my Giants team, I know that they have their ups and their downs. You know, they'll they'll – almost shut out the Panthers one week and then just completely lose their minds the next week. So I think that it's going to be a close game. I don't think the Giants are going to win, but I would be pleased with a good performance and a loss. Like, I would be okay with that. So I definitely think that, I mean, the Giants defense has been doing really, really well. So, you know, covering Hill, covering Kelsey, Getting towards Mahomes with that weak offensive line is definitely what's going to have to happen here. Literally making sure that the Chiefs don't put up points is going to be the, the big point of this game. So hopefully it's a lot better than what I'm saying. I mean, if we – I swear to God, if we beat the Chiefs, I will literally, like – Listen. I, I don't even know what I would do. I, we, I think I'd just lose my mind. We've seen some upsets. Yeah. Yeah. If it's going to happen, it's going to be this week. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's anything like it's been since yesterday, I want Travis Kelsey to maybe um, trip and fall before the game starts and then right. hurt, hurt his knee. And he's Let's out add Tyree Kill to that, too. That would that would be good, too. Yeah. yeah. Then both of you win fantasy, and it's a great week overall. Yeah. Great week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to worry about Derrick Henry, like, you know, out for the rest of the season in fantasy. I can be like, yeah, I won because Travis Kelsey just tripped and fell and hurt his knee and stuff. So I'm, I'm all good with that. The Giants are 11-3. and three against the chiefs like in their record so and I mean, daniel jones against the spread i learned this earlier today daniel jones as an on the road underdog is 10 and 3 in his career so I, I at least expect them to cover i expect this to be a close game if he can make anything happen on offense the chief's defense is depleted like mm -hmm. non-existent so like you said the problem the Giants have been having, they're allowing a lot of yards on the ground per game. So if they could just kind of, I mean, it's not even like the Chiefs, like if they just got to stop the Chiefs from running and they lost Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So it's manageable. They can do it. I want the Giants to cover. Um, but I think it's going to be a better game than we're, than most people would expect. Yeah. I, ex I expect the Giants, or uh, yeah, Giants should cover at 10 and a half and let's, you know, not forget to mention Kadarius Tony and Sterling Shepard are active tonight. Yeah. 
I was so happy about that. I seriously, we've been, honestly, I've been so proud of Daniel Jones, though, the way that he's been able to perform with such a depleted offense. It's just brought me so much joy. I mean, he is quarterback, running back, wide receiver, number one. Literally. Josh Allen White. Yeah, he is just, I I really do. And I've been on the Daniel Jones train since he got drafted. So I am very, very proud of him. And the, the only thing that think the Giants need is just momentum. When they have the momentum to keep going forward, especially on offense, they'll keep going and keep trucking and tre- keep trucking and make their way down the field. And that's what they need. If they don't, if they stop somehow in the middle or, or they don't keep pushing, they're not winning this game. So momentum is key. And Jason Garrett needs to get his play calling put together. But who knows when that's going to happen. All right, who we got for tonight's matchup between the Chiefs and the Giants? I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs. Chiefs, but the Giants cover. Cover, yes, right. I agree. Okay, I like those. All right, the trade deadline is tomorrow. What surprises could we see tomorrow for the trade deadline? And I'll go around the horn. Everybody give me one surprise they think might happen tomorrow for the trade deadline. John, I'll go with you first. Man, just one. Um, if you got two or three, that's fine. So the one that I would like to see the most, Ronald Jones going to the Titans. I would love to see that. Um, I don't think it'll happen. Um, another one that I would like is Brandon Cooks going anywhere. Yeah. Just get him out of Houston. Yeah. No, I, I would I would agree with that. One that I'll go with one that I want and one that I think will happen. One that I want is Evan Ingram off the New York Giants. Um, I think that he would just be fantastic in a different place. Um, like honestly, all love to him because he he is like not a bad person. Like he's a great person, but he just doesn't fit into our offensive scheme, and I just don't want him anymore. He drops the ball all the time, and we can do without him. So I hope he goes. I just don't think it's going to happen. But um, I'm thinking Melvin Ingram probably going to head out maybe to uh, Kansas city. So that would probably be the one that I think is more likely to happen than the two. Okay. That's a surprise. Can you imagine if we wake up tomorrow and there's the huge blockbuster three team trade that has been circulating, circulating in the news and on Twitter for Deshaun Watson to like, can you imagine if we wake up to that news? I don't think it's going to happen. It's going to happen, but that would be insane. We did have a big blockbuster trade today. Von Miller is headed to LA to play for the Rams. So the Broncos get two second round picks for next year's draft. Let me ask you three about that trade. How much of an upgrade is Von Miller on that already good Rams defense? Like, how much does this turn the page for the Rams as really being that Super Bowl contender in the NFC? Yeah. Especially this was a steal. And also your biggest competition right now is the Arizona Cardinals and they keep getting more and more injured and the Rams just keep stacking up and getting better. So I think this just like sealed the deal lock in playoffs for the Rams. They're absolutely 100% Super Bowl contenders. Like it's honestly disappointing if they don't get there at this point. I mean, they got Stafford for nothing, nothing. And they got Von Miller now for nothing. I, I really want to have that. I want to hear those conversations where they're on the phone. Like, <laughs> we're probably just like, he's really going to go for it. Yeah. He's really going to make they this They probably trip. sound so convincing. And they're like, uh, guys, we really did. Like, they took us seriously. We yeah. have Jalen Ramsey. This Aaron is my Donald, first offer on the phone. They took and the first Von offer. Miller on one defense. That's criminal. Literally, it's it's insane. And I literally like wrote down, I went Super Bowl or nothing. Because at this point, 
they have just been, I mean, they've been doing really great. And I think that Vaughn Miller is that last piece that they absolutely needed. And like, if they don't, they have, they have three draft picks next year. Three in the entire draft. They gave like, up their whole future. So this has to work. <laughs> like this has to work. And if it doesn't like what, what is going to be the other missing piece? Like, what are you missing at this point? So if they don't make it to the Super Bowl and win, like this was all bust. Yeah, I know. I'm just curious where the hell they find all this cap space to get, you know, bring guys in. Because um, I, Holly- I think- John, it's Hollywood money. They're out in LA. It's Hollywood money. That yeah. comes well, they, out. There you have it. Because uh, I think one of the conditions of the trade is that the Rams had to spend or, you know, pay for most, if not all, of the salary. And which confusing to me because um, it's not like Denver was really hurting when it came to cap space. They were actually on the lighter side, I think 14 million under the cap, where the uh, Rams pre-trade are just over 5 million under mm-hmm. the cap. And I mean, bringing in Vaughn Miller, I think you're pretty much going to be up against it at this point. Um, but jo- yeah, Jordan brought up a really good point about um, basically keeping up with the Cardinals. You know, I mean, the Cardinals have made it no, uh, no surprise that they're in it to win it this year as well. Um, going after Zach Ertz and continually, you know, going like AJ green, even though he's, you know, well past his prime, but he's still, whenever, uh, you know, he actually looks for the ball has been pretty productive. So um, if I'm the Cardinals right now, I'm on the, I'm on the phone, the phone with, with teams going, I need defensive help. They just lost JJ Watt for the year with Mm -hmm. the the shoulder surgery. David Collins. Yeah. So they need to be on the, they need to be, they need to be on the phone right now going, I need help. Like I need defensive help. What can I give you? What can I dangle in front of your face to give me some defensive help? Preseason, this probably was the most com- uh, competitive division in football. And halfway, well, a little less than halfway through now, we're seeing it's really a two horse race. Yep. I don't think anybody had the Cardinals going, starting off as well as they have, but it's not like they have a bad team. I think, you know, the 49ers are still in the mix. Russell Wilson will be back, you know, this week. Is, is he actually coming back this week? The I saw pins, the pin come out. The pins are out. They're saying he could be back this week. So That's we'll, well. They need him. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, she it's knows. it's still up in the air, but I think the Rams have to be have to be the heavy favorites for the division crown. I totally agree on that. Uh, Jordan, to go back to your three team trade, it's not going to happen. I know you it's want. It's not going to gonna happen, <laughs> but I think happen. it would be. I don't even want it to happen. <laughs> but I just think, especially after this week, where like everything that you didn't mm-hmm. expect mm-hmm. happened, if I woke up tomorrow, I'd be like. Okay, you know what? This makes sense right now. <laughs> you never know. It could ha- it could it could happen on the the eleventh hour of the trade deadline. You never can know. you imagine? Like my three forty five. Yeah, Miami could just be like, you know what? You know what? Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Like you know what? We we don't know what's gonna happen with this legal situation. Let's we're gonna screw, we're gonna switch ourselves. Exactly why it doesn't get done? I know, but it would be fun just for fun. It would be fun to see that. It would it's just fun set, conversation to have. It would, it would I'll just, put it to you this way. I'm glad I'm not a Dolphins fan. Ugh. I, I feel so bad. For them. I love I them. I don't. You put yourself in your own misery. <laughs> I don't feel bad for any other team's fans. Well, no, I don't. I'm sorry. Whatever. It was all good. Whatever. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Okay. Everything's fine with my team. And I'm actually in denial about my team going, I don't know. Everything's fine. Everything's not fine. Everything's not fine. Everything's okay. All right. Well, we'll end our Monday we go, show. Are we okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there for a second. All right. We're going to end our Monday, Monday show recap. 
we will hopefully see some weirdness go on tomorrow night, tomorrow during the day with some trades. Hopefully some good ones. Hopefully we'll see some surprises and whatnot. Good luck tonight with your uh, Giants against the Chiefs there, Sam. Thank you. You guys are going to I'm praying for you both in fantasy. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Travis Kelsey nor Tyree Kill will touch a football tonight. No. Wonderful. Travis, no. Suddenly Travis Kelsey has COVID and can't play. <laughs> That would be awesome. Be like, oh, somebody coughed in his face. Like a little baby coughed in his face. Oh, he's got COVID now. Right <laughs> you speak some uh, crazy things into existence, my man. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't even been drinking yet. I haven't had a drink all day. So I, I don't know what this is. It's, it's a Monday Night Blues. It's all good. All right. Before we get on out here, John, plug, uh, plug your show. Plug where we can find you on social media. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it again. You can find me on Twitter at Hot Mike John. Uh, once again, it's uh, John's Big Board, my uh, fantasy football weekly podcast. I do apologize for being a little less frequent than weekly lately. Just had some real life stuff going on. But um, looking to get back into, uh, once again, getting into the uh, the love-hate stuff and um, you know, just kind of giving you my thoughts and opinions uh, with a little bit of numbers mixed in on who you should expect to do well, who you should expect to fade each week. And um, yeah, man, just try to do my little part in the world of fantasy football to help out our fellow owners and managers, uh, you know, bring home a championship. And Sam, once again, thanks for coming on the show. Please plug all your social media outlets. Yeah, for sure. So I have a podcast, The Girl Who Talks Sports. It's available on all podcasting platforms and on YouTube at The Girl Who Talks Sports. You can find me at The Girl Who Talks Sports on Instagram and TikTok. And I am also on Twitter at TGWTS Podcast. So make sure to check that out. I'll put out a new episode this Wednesday. Usually they're on Tuesdays, but I'm waiting for the the trade deadline to be over. So new episode will be out on Wednesday morning. Can't wait for the trade deadline to happen. Can't wait. And as for this show, you can smash the follow button by going to at the FU Docs pod for both IG and Twitter. Make sure to subscribe also on Twitch and YouTube as well. We'll see you guys probably Thursday night for the Thursday night's preview show. And then we'll see you also on Sunday morning for our weekly pickums as well. Hope you have a great night and enjoy your Monday night. Yeah, I'm repeating myself. I need to go to drink. <laughs> and the show has been presented by uh, the Believe Podcast Network and also betonline.ag. We are out. We'll see you later. Peace. Boys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.